This is Colossus, and you're listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, don't get better than that. Nope, sir. The things we do for you listeners. Press buttons like a sausage-fingered freak. We don't listen to Tom talk enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. And welcome back. You are in such a like baller space right now, I could just tell. What do you mean? Like you're just like splayed out on the couch, you got the mic in your hand, you're just laid back. Well, I'm very, very chill today, that's for sure. You really are chill. But I mean, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that two days ago, we worked out on the beachfront of where we live now. For, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes. Was it 15 minutes? Maybe it was like six minutes. I think about six was six or uh, less. It was a little under six. It's not that I'm really splayed out as much as it is. I feel like I'm in traction without without the get up (laughs) is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, we definitely, it it was rough. It was a rough go. (laughs) But we tried. We tried. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We We took a first step. We took the first baby steps in... And what's about to happen with us. True. And since it's raining out today, it looks like we get a day off already on <laughs> workout day number two. So that's not such a bad thing. Which is the way that I prefer to start a exercise regime. Yes. With a couple of days, quick days off just to realize like, hey, man, things ain't got to change that badly in your life. <laughs> so um, listen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We do have a lot to talk about, babe. Well, why don't we get into what you heard? And then just go right into it. Right into it. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. This week's You Heard comes to us from the MoMA Sculpture Garden. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's just as hoity-toity as the you would think that the surrounding sounded. Well. My old roommate from Columbia sold his company for $150 million. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he did not. That's what this old man said. The yeah. old people don't lie, Tom. The mm. old, rich, white people don't lie. If anyone lies, it is absolutely the old rich white people. Without a doubt, if anyone's going to lie, those are the people that do it. So he might have sold his company for like 1500 No, I, I believe it was like these were these were upper echelon people as I was shoving little tiny miniature muffins in my mouth because they said that that was breakfast. Well, you just keep on eating what they keep on giving you. I do, man. Hey, hey, I will go anywhere for free food. So I know it. (laughs) Open for business, everyone. Open for business. Good to know. (laughs) That's this week's You Heard. So for this week's show, we're getting a little bit personal yes as we are wont to do because we are truly in love with the place where we live right now yes and i gotta say that it's been three weeks now and we didn't talk about it on our last show because 
We just we, we had stuff we had stuff going on. We had stuff to cover, but we we highlighted a little bit about you know why we were away for so long, and you know just given a little bit of you know BTS of you know what's been ha- what's been the haps for the last few weeks. So now we're like we want to dedicate this show to our beautiful new home of Roosevelt Island, New York. Yes, because I would say people don't even know people can live on Roosevelt Island. I did not know that we can live on Roosevelt Island until we came to Roosevelt Island. I did not know that we could live here as well. And, and yet here we are. And every time people are like, say, every time that I've met someone since we were either moving here, you know, in the weeks leading up to our move to the time since we moved, every time people are like, oh, where do you live? Because that's something that, you know, when you meet people like PR people or anyone, you're just like, oh, where, what neighborhood do you live? Right. And when I say Roosevelt Island, they're like, oh my God, really? You can live there? And the next question usually is, is there a train there? Or are there grocery stores there? Because those were the same exact questions that we had. Like, we knew absolutely nothing about this place. We still don't know the majority of what we need to know about this place. But we crammed a lot in the last three weeks learning about it, for damn sure. We sure did, for damn sure. (laughs) Yes. So, a little rewind from the last show. We basically came to this island at 1 o'clock in the morning one night. On a Friday night. On a Friday night. Because we wanted to see like how loud it was. We wanted to see what sort of nightlife there was that we, you know. Would have to deal with. Would have to deal with. Because we're, we're very homebody. We, we, we like being in our apartment. We like, as you know, you know, we're married to our couch. And that's what it is. So we wanted to make sure that this was going to be like, a ni- we wanted to see what type of neighborhood it was before we decided whether or not we wanted to look at apartments here. Right. And at the time, we weren't even sure that there were apartments. I mean, we saw like... Through like a bunch of rental sites, we saw like three possible apartments on the island itself. And it was like, that's kind of interesting. If it's going to be crazy, it's going to be crazy on the weekend mm-hmm. at 1 Especially o'clock in the morning. Especially a Friday night, yeah. Because if we learned anything from living in Harlem, the party starts at midnight and goes on through till 7 Monday in the morning. morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 7 in the morning on Monday. <laughs> so here we are. We come over. We take this boat. And... In doing we didn't take so, a boat. We took the tram. Well, we took the tram. We took the tram. That's right. We the took the tram. Oh, my God. I'm so used to you taking the boat every day that, you know. I know. You've only left the island like once. <laughs> twice, mind you. Tw- three times, actually, since oh. we've been here. Once, three twice, times three times a lady. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And one of them was for our little lady, Kona. So Aww, that was one of them. Barky. So we come over on the tram at, you know, like I said, like one o'clock in the morning. And we get here. And I'm expecting it to be... Insane. Party Central, kind of like Harlem was. Because we knew enough that it was like kind of just this like deserted area. Like I just pictured it was going to be groups of people just like smoking, drinking, just hanging out, like sitting on rocks and stuff like that. Like I just expected it to kind of be like what I imagine like Governor's Island to look like when you can go there. Right. You know, like just kind of like a place to hang out and then do whatever. Right. Picnic, barbecue, just loud music playing. Exactly. All that craziness, right? And it's not that we were looking down on that. It was kind of like we were expecting that. Then we got here and we get off the tram and it's very We get off the the tram with maybe like six other people. Young people, like one guy was drunk and he actually threw up outside of the tram station. But he was dressed professionally. He was just, he just had, you know, one of those nights that we all have. Friday night. You know, it's what it is. And, um... We roll off and we just say, all right, let's just walk. walk. And we just We had no idea where we were going. Yeah. We didn't even know where the tram let us off. 
We just know we're taking this here, and then when we get off, we're just going to turn to the right or whatever and just go. And that's basically what we did. Mm-hmm. We didn't know where we were walking to or anything like that. And I would say within the first 100 yards, the length of a football field, we were in silence. Dead silence. Like nothing I have heard in years in since the like York Pennsylvania. Yeah, like exactly. since since we lived like in the woods of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, there was not a sound, not a single sound of anything happening. We saw maybe the whole time we were here, we were here for what, like an hour and a half maybe? Like yeah. we saw maybe four other people after yeah. we after we left the tram. We saw hardly any cars, like four other people just walking around. Yeah. And then like there were some people like in a restaurant. There was like, you know, because there are restaurants here. There were people just kind of like still like having a couple of drinks and stuff at the bar because you could see them through like the, the, the glass atrium. And it was just like, what is this magical mystery place? Right. And it was like, it's got to be too good to be true. The further we walk, we're going to run into like the shenanigans that we're used to. Right. Especially right? because there is a school here. So we were expecting like just party central. Right. Exactly. And not only just not only a college school, but there's also like a high school. There's also like a middle school. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. I mean. There's got to be kids. There's life here. There's children. There's young adults. There's people. Right. Where's the mischief? Where is the mischief? <laughs> Where's the mischief? So we went looking for it. <laughs> and we walked all the way to the north tip of the island. Mm-hmm. And upon doing so, we find like these weird little treasures along the way as we're going along. And it's just like, you know, you got to look in the mirror once in a while and say, Jesus Christ. I'm the hooligan. Like, if there's no hooligans around, I must be you the hooligan, You must be the right? hooligan. Because for the first time in our life, we went looking for trouble and we didn't find it. <laughs> and that sold us on it. Like, I'd say <laughs> we seriously, we walked back to the tram, got on it, headed back to New York. And that night we were like... Headed back to New York. We're in New York, dummy. I know, but it's a mindset. <laughs> the mindset of Harlem, New York. And we were like... We got to move like we got to move now because (laughs) like before this thing changes into what we're used to. Let's just get in on this. Right. Right. Honestly, like I just remember coming home that night and going like, I just I want to be here. I just like this like this. As soon as we were like walking, I said like at least 10 times like this feels good. Let's do it. Let's look. Let's look like let's go home and let's move here like tomorrow. Yeah. And sure enough, we went looking and what was it like? The following week, we saw the three apartments that we saw online. We called up about them. We got a chance to come take a look. And we saw three apartments. Out of three of them, our best choice was one on the 21st floor. I mean, it was high It up. was high up. It, it, was, it was a great apartment. It was a wonderful size. It definitely was. And... When we were all done, we were, I would say, just about ready to sign lease on that apartment. Like, we were we were both kind of smitten with that apartment. Yeah, it had Queen's views. Like, it had just, you know, you could, str- like, as far as you could see out into Long Island, like, over Queen's, over Long Island. Like, yeah. we'd probably be able to see, like, the planes landing and stuff like that at, the bo- at both airports in the distance. And we were like, yeah, like, this was a great, great apartment. And there was nobody above us, which had been such a horrible situation for the last five years for us yeah and then tom just merely inquires are there any manhattan view apartments available 
Because if you're going to live not? on an island with Manhattan views, why not just see if you just can see get what a you got? Let, let's just see what you have. And we gave the real estate person our budget yeah. and stuff like that. And he goes and says, actually, he says, we have one. It's a little bit out of your budget. All right. But it wouldn't be our own personal House Hunters episode if there wasn't at least one property that was out of our budget. Of course. Of course. But at least unlike House Hunters, it was only $50 outside of our budget as opposed to like 7000 or $700,000. <laughs> yeah. Well, huh. I, I think at the end of the day, it was like maybe a, like a $200 difference between the 21st floor mm-hmm. and what they were able to show us in the building because yeah. they had Manhattan views. But they were like, we have an apartment that's opening up on the eighth floor. We can't show it to you. We could show you the one that's on the third floor. Just think it's going to have the same view, only Mm -hmm. nicer. All right. So we go to the third floor. We know it's going to cost extra money. And honestly, I was thinking the 21st floor would just be awesome anyway. So it's no big deal. Let's just see what it is to compare. Then we saw what's out the window of the third floor apartment. Even through the trees. Even through Even the trees. Even through the trees, which you were still like behind at right. that level. You're a little bit, like you're on the higher end of it. I mean, you didn't have to worry about seeing through completely the trees. But here we are looking through it. And as soon as we opened up the door and looked out the window, we were like, how much did you say that that other apartment <laughs> was on the eighth floor? And the real estate guy told us. And we were like, all right. And um, and then they they cloistered themselves in the kitchen and let us wander, which I loved, which yes, I absolutely loved, loved, because we've been looking at a couple apartments like leading up to this a couple times, and like the people just stayed with us and like didn't give us a chance to just kind of whisper amongst ourselves like things we liked, things we didn't like, right. which you need to have that moment to just kind of like we're in this space, let's talk about what we can do here if this is a viable option. And they just stayed in the kitchen and we just kind of wandered back and forth looking out the window. And I said the magic words, sight unseen. <laughs> yep. So we walked into the thing. We walked into the kitchen and talked to them. And I think what the difference is between different areas of real estate are if you're in a very dense populated area like Harlem is, they have to give you the hard sell. Because mm-hmm. all the apartments pretty much have the same things happening around them. You all have upstairs neighbors. You're going to have parties. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have mischief happening. Here, <laughs> mischief. Seriously. Yeah. Here, it's what it is. Every building's the same. It's everything is as quiet as the next place. Yeah. Next door. So there's really not much they can sell you on. Either you like the lifestyle or you don't like the lifestyle. Right. And if right. you like it. There's nothing else they could say that's going to make it better. And if you don't like it, they're never going to be able to sell you a quiet building if you like, you know, the action. Right. Yeah. And this is very far. This it's not very far from the action, but it is removed from the action of New York City. Literally three minutes away. Which is really which is is what we like. Like, that's what we like about living here. It's just that. I am closer to work. I get to work faster. Mm-hmm. I get to work much happier because I get to take the ferry. And it's just when I get off that boat, when I come home, it's just like the hustle and bustle of fighting with people on the, like, not fighting people, but like fighting against the masses. 
dissipates. People get off the tram, like we are, they, we get off the subways, we get off the tram, we get off the boat, and we all just kind of dissipate and go about our own. Like there's only so many places that we can go, but like it's not like I'm walking the su- the sidewalks with the same people that I was crammed up against on the train or the boat or anything like that because it's not like that. It's just like we dissipate in our own ways, and then you just kind of like take your way home, and it's like. Yeah. And, and people like you talk to people like it's just people talk to people in the elevator. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God. What a beautiful dog. Hey, great weather we're having. Like it's it's a community and it's everybody. It's a very diverse community. And we all get along and we all are just like happy because we don't have the pressures of the city proper upon us. Yeah. And I think part of it has to do is we live in a, basically a newer building for the most part. And I think that. Most of the people in our building probably moved here from somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. I would say, like, you know, the older buildings closer to the transportation, there might have been people who grew up here on the island and then just stayed right. for the most part. I think here there's a, a situation where we all lived. In a yellow you know, submarine. Yeah, well, in the yellow submarine. We all lived in, like, the sardine can that are the apartments of New York right, City. And right. then you come here and it's like... You don't forget, man. You learn to like take a breath and you can still see all of the beauty that's the city yeah, across exactly. from you. But you're not it's not breathing down your neck. Exactly. And I think that that's the perfect segue into our little guide to Roosevelt Island. Well, well, well. Since you came up with this guide, Nikki, I'm going to let you just lead with it. And okay. I'll just I'll just interject. You just chime in. Just, just chime inter- in. Yeah, I'll just throw in some opinions about what it is you've you know, you are so just there. like a sloth right now. Like you're laying, like your head is like completely slid down onto the sofa. Like you were just, I'm all business and you're just like, whatever. Well, so whatever, anyway, man. here are some things that, you know, we've learned about, Ma- about Roosevelt Island. Number one. Yes. It's part of Manhattan. Which is, I told you the only the reason that we live here. Point, because yes. you had mentioned Queens we had talked I know about a lot Brooklyn. of people who are very happy in Queens that, but yeah. I also was kind of, I, I work in the financial district. So I was also kind of like married to needing to get, to be able to get to work easily because right. with the trains and stuff like that, there's a lot of trouble with the trains as we know, like that's the easiest way, the nicest way I could put it. There's a lot of trouble with the trains. The MTA blows. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, because I don't take it. I can say whatever the fuck I exactly. want. Exactly. MTA blows. Yes. So, you know, I had to think about that. And plus like, I also, we've, o- I've only ever wanted to live in New York city. You've only ever wanted to live in the Isle of Manhattan, the Island of Manhattan. Yeah. And now we're on an Island that is still part of Manhattan. It's not part of Queens. It's directly in the East River between Queens and Manhattan. It is roughly two miles long. And at its widest point, it is just 800 feet. Which is nothing. Like you can look, you could sit on a bench and look through and see exactly. the other end of the island crystal clear. It's crazy. Yeah. It's home to less than 15,000 New Yorkers. And it basically runs parallel to the, east, the Upper East Side from East 46th Street to East 85th Street. It was originally called Mini Hanok by the Lenape Indians, and it was then called Blackwell's Island and Welfare Island before it was named Roosevelt Island in 1973 after my second favorite U.S. president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. (laughs) 
my second, second favorite president. <laughs> Who is also um, honored by Four Freedoms Park at the southern tip of the island, which is just this beautiful park that we unfortunately haven't been able to get to yet because... Well, we've been outside the gate. We've been outside the gate because we didn't know that it closes, <laughs> but it does close at a certain time of night, which is a good thing. So, But it's still a beautiful walk down to stare through its gates. So we will definitely tell you about that at a later show. Yes. But in addition to having all of these different names, Roosevelt Island also had another name, which brings me to point numero two, Lunatic Island. My favorite name of the island. The island was nicknamed Lunatic Island thanks to the New York City Lunatic Asylum, which opened in 1841 and was built with stone that was quarried right here on Roosevelt Island, which was then known as Blackwell Island. The asylum operated until 1955 when the building was abandoned and eventually fell into disrepair. Disrepair. But despite that, it was still added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1972. But... A portion of the hospital still stands, and you could still see it today. Not only can you still see it, but you could actually go inside of it and see this beautiful place called the Octagon, which is absolutely incredible. It it's is. just this five-story, like rotunda building that is actually now that served as the lobby, the main entrance to the, the um, to the asylum. It has since been incorporated into a newer 500-unit apartment complex that is called the Octagon after the name of this, you know, five-story rotunda that was part of this original asylum. You can see it from Queens. You could, you might be able to see, I don't, I don't know if you can see it from Manhattan, but you can see it really well from Queens because there's this big open park along the river on that side. But you know, this this is just this historic place. It's really pretty. There were actually apartments in our price range that were open, that were available there, and we both were just <laughs> like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> For those of you who remembered our very first show that we ever recorded. <laughs> is when, that a ghost? <laughs> is that a ghost? We would be saying, yes, it is a ghost, probably quite often. A <laughs> lunatic ghost. So, no, we don't want to live in... You know, the asylum part right. of the island. And an interesting, another interesting thing about the Lunatic Asylum, which is just a mere stone's throw away from where we live right now, um, is back in 1887, journalist Nellie Bly detailed the mistreatment that was being done at the Lunatic Asylum against people that were being held there or people that were... Shh, shh, yes. Against people that were... Um, you know, stay for were being housed there. You know, so she went undercover and she wrote a book from these articles that were taken in her her from her articles in the New York World. And the book was called Ten Days in a Madhouse. Horrors that she reported on, which ended up, you know, having investigations being done into the asylum and money being given to the correctional facility. Um, the horrors included spoiled food, dirty water, patients that were tied together with rope, patients that sat on hard benches for most of the day. There were rats and waste everywhere. But if that's not enough, Roosevelt Island was also home to a prison that once held twice its capacity, like its intended capacity. So it had double the inmates that it was supposed to house. And some of those included Tammany Hall's boss Tweed, mm. sex symbol Mae West, who was who stayed who was incarcerated for public obscenity, and none other than Billie Holiday, who stayed here because of prostitution charges. Wow! Right, and there was also a smallpox hospital that's you can still see remnants of on the southern tip because it's also a landmark. Its ruins are also a landmark um, on the island. It was a smallpox hospital that operated for a hundred years before Jesus. it closed. 
That is insane. And the runes do look absolutely incredible. They're, they're so neat. Like, they're just this, like, stone. Like, they look really rustic because there's, like, leaves over them. Like, like ivy, it looks like, and stuff. And, I mean, it, it's incredible. Like, it, it's just such a cool historic... And, like, you all know repeatedly that... New York City history is my favorite part of living here. So I love living in this historical little wonder. Well, yeah, and it's and I think that for you it's probably really exciting because I mean I'm a the nerd. islands changed so much like it from prisoners to mm-hmm. like patients to psychiatric to you know welfare like the island had a very turbulent past mm-hmm. and it, like nothing really good it seemed came here until it started building up residential areas. Right, back in the 70s is kind of when, like the 60s and 70s is back when it started kind of becoming this residential place because, you know, the the lunatic asylum got kind of incorporated into Metropolitan Hospital like back in like the late, like in the early 1900s and stuff and like that stuff moved into Manhattan or elsewhere in the city. So these places were just abandoned and they were like, we need to take, we need to do things with this and then that's how kind of housing came about. Um, but another point, another yes. inter- a point of interest is the tram, which is how we mentioned we got here the first time, which is such a unique and cool way to see the city. It's it costs you nothing more than a MetroCard swipe, which is currently two dollars and seventy five cents. Yep. And you could take a, this unique form of transportation. You get this amazing vantage point that just kind of glides parallel to the Queensboro Bridge, o- you know, over the East River. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just neat. It takes like seven to fifteen minutes, I think, to like travel. I think it comes every ten minutes. So it has yeah, to it be runs like every a seven it, minute. It, depending on what what time of day. Uh, oh, it like runs, rush hour. Yeah, it runs every seven to fifteen minutes from 59th Street and Second Avenue to Roosevelt Island. Okay. And then it just goes. Like you can't just take it and then take it right back. You have to get off and go around because And get back yeah, swipe again. Yeah, you have to swipe again. Um it runs Sunday through Thursday from six AM to two AM and then Friday and Saturday from six AM to three thirty AM. So I mean it's just it's really, really cool. It's been here for, you know, since like the seventies to give this island when when this because there were really no ways to access this island you know unless you were like via boat because you didn't want nor like you didn't want people kind of coming here and like traveling here when there was a prison and things like that so um and then also part of um transportation the the f train runs here there's a the f train comes right right, under it yeah right near the tram station um it's also served by the q102 bus as well as the red bus which is just in incredible it is <laughs> you a, love i love the, the red, red bus. bus because in the morning like i like i it's been so hot and gross lately i walk out our front door and i just walk across the little courtyard area and i wait for this bus and it takes me anywhere you need to go on the island it stops at like the grocery store it stops at every major complex or you know at the beginning of the complex at the end of the complex and then you can take it to the tram, to the subway, to the ferry. You could take it to Cornell Tech. You could take it to the park down at the end. And it's free and it's an electric bus. So it's like, it's good for the environment. It's good for you. Like, it's just, it's so cool. And it's just free. It's like, what? <laughs> what is free in New York City? Yeah. When that was first explained to us, I was like, mm, something don't make sense. Like, <laughs> what's the catch? Like, do you have to pay like a, a yearly dues thing? Right. And your mom was very animate oh, about. Oh, yes, yes. There's got to be like some kind of yearly dues that you have oh, to pay. Oh, her, to her get HOA fees. <laughs> but 
there's nothing extra. There's yeah. absolutely nothing extra. And I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of people don't really know about the island, which is good. I and, mean, my and, reservation about doing this show is I don't want a lot of people to necessarily move here. Come and visit. Check it out. It's awesome. And then get the hell out Go of here. Go back home. <laughs> don't move here. Don't make it more expensive than exactly. what it is. But one thing that kind of keeps us a little bit safe, too, is there are only there's only one train. There's a ferry that only goes to, you know, the financial district. Right. There is a tram that only goes to Midtown. So, I mean, it's not that convenient. I mean, you can take a train to another train, you yeah. know. So, I mean, and like you can the take F- the ferry to some other stops. Exactly. Like, you stops. can, you can, you but, could, you can manage it, but don't. <laughs> don't stay where right. you're at please. but like it's not like there's you know easily easy access to like major major hubs so you know there's not a lot of cars and there's definitely not there's there's one parkade here yes. there's one part like a parking garage and then that's it and there's you can only park because they want to defer de- detract people from overnight parking which is a huge problem especially uptown in manhattan people coming over like they'll leave their cars here and then be able to get in and out quickly, but like taking space for residents. So in order to kind of deter that, you can only park on the street in one of the few spots. There's only a couple, couple very, spots. Very you can spots only park on the there for like two hours at a clip because yeah. they don't want you to stay there overnight. Right. And, you know, to that end is our next point. You will never see a garbage truck on Roosevelt Island. You'll see, you see you see hear and smell garbage trucks all over New York City but not here. And here's why. Waste is collected by an automated vacuum collection or an AVAC system, which uses tubes. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the tubes, so I'm just going to say they're kind of like the kind that you use at the bank. Like when you go through the drive-thru and you put in like your stuff and it goes and it gets sucked up into the bank. You know from the sounds, people, that Nikki like just that. made. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It it's, gets sucked up like a noise Margaret McPoyle would make when, <laughs> always you know, sunny. lips. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been, that's been in practice since 1975, and it's just one of two places in the United States that, di- that disposes of waste this way. Do you know what the other one is? In the United States? In the United States. There's about like eight, there's a couple hundred like around the world that, you know, disposes of their waste this way. I'm going to guess, and I'm going to be completely wrong, somewhere in California? No. Disney World. Disney World. That makes sense because of the amount of trash going through. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, Disney World's a trash place too. (laughs) I mean, they could just convert it to whatever they need to. Right, absolutely. So those are just some interesting facts about Roosevelt Island. We have a couple little points that we think that you should sightsee before you head home within like, you know, two hours or so of being on the island. Yes, if you want to come over for a quick visit. Yeah, just come for a quick visit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, without a doubt, Roosevelt Island offers, you know, one of my, offers pretty much my favorite thing about living here, which is the view of Manhattan. You know, we could see a sliver of the Empire State Building, which is my all-time favorite building in the whole wide world. We could see a sliver of the Empire State Building from sitting down on the couch. Exactly. But yes. if we go up to the roof deck, we get a full we do, view we of do. the Empire State we Building. We do. If we go out on the the walking path, we get a full view. Yeah, of all I mean three massive right. Landmarks. But I'm I'm just saying, like that. My favorite thing is seeing it from my apartment. But then at any point, wherever you are on the island, you get these amazing views of like the big three: World Trade Center. Empire State Building, and the Chrysler Building. Best for last. (laughs) 
agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are many other things that you can see right here on the island itself. And some highlights include Lighthouse Park, which is a 3.5 acre park at the northernmost point of the island. It offers wonderful green space and beautiful river of breezes, which have been so such a lifesaver in these hot summer days. It's literally a 10 degree difference. It really is. If you is, go to the yeah. tip of the island compared to like anywhere else inside the city. Yes. And not only does it have this gorgeous 50 foot gothic style lighthouse that was built in 1872, it's also Kona's absolute favorite place. She loves it there. Like, And from our apartment to the lighthouse park and back, it's a one mile walk total yeah and I mean, it's, it's ridiculous it's like absolutely a perfect walk for her it is it, and it's a perfect walk for us too like it's yeah. just calming and it's just we like there's so much green space here there's yeah. green grass everywhere not just like oh great like for my dog but it just makes such a difference in your mentality like just the fact it that totally you could breathe you know um there's also cornell tech which is this new venture Mm-hmm. Um, it's a joint venture between Cornell University and Technion Israel Institute of Technology. Um, it began as a temp site back in 2012, um, somewhere in Chelsea, I believe. And then its first phase opened here on Roosevelt Island last year, right by the Queensboro Bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's the island's most contemporary architecture that's surrounded by rolling hills that give these amazing views of Midtown and Long Island City. Like, you can see that iconic Pepsi sign that, like, yeah. Long Island City is, like, n- you know, known for. And the architecture on those buildings really are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, and it's just so different. Yeah, exactly. Like, it reminds me, and, and I, I think I told you this a couple of times, even walking up here is... um. It reminds me a lot of, like, a real-life Logan's Run. Really, it, it does. It really does. Like, everybody is so orderly and neat, but the, you walk around and you have, like, these straight buildings, you know, but then you get down by Cornell Tech and they're kind of, like, different, bendy and glass. Yeah. And, I mean, but it's still, like... It's like what you would expect from new New York City buildings, like... Yeah, it's beautiful. It really, really is a beautiful campus. Yes. It's currently, like, five acres now, and by 2037, when there, there's going to be a hotel that's coming here, there's going to be a couple other buildings, I believe, and by the time, like, everything is complete by 2037 there's going to be about 12 acres of the school because there's only and like the beautiful thing about here is there's only so much space that you can build on right which is great and there's and like there are three like landmarked spaces at least on this island that you cannot do anything with because they're protected so like that really saves from overdevelopment yeah which is gorgeous and a lot of the residential buildings that are built are all fairly new over Mm -hmm. the years so it's not like they're going to be knocked down and you know replaced anytime soon so i mean pretty much what it is especially on the north side of the island is what it's going to be what it's going to be yeah because there's no space to build anything else and especially with you know with no roads and things like that so um another really cool hot spot is oh, the spot. rainbow pool at manhattan park pool club it's a colorful hey, insta- that's our building it is our building <laughs> it's a colorful installation that features pastel colors and these vibrant yellow umbrellas with just a side of summertime splash <laughs> i just came up with that <laughs> and it's it's just it's accessible like you know it's it's open to residents but it's also open to non-residents um non-residents can pay you know between 35 and 50 to visit for the day and get this like just high Highly Instagrammable pick. 
it's crazy of the pool. It's looking. so pretty. It's it's always packed. It it is definitely always packed, and it's just like I've seen the pictures on Instagram of like it's just such an Instagrammable spot because you get this like city view through the fence and the river, and then like you just have this colorful pool, and it's just it's really really neat, and it's just and something we didn't know until we moved in, or actually while we were looking here, was that the the paintings on the pool change every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every year it gets like a different kind of installation. Like yeah. an artist like does it and then and it and, stays like that for the whole season. And that's something else about the island. There is a very big art culture on the island. Like there's an art walk, there's galleries. Mm-hmm. I mean Yeah, there's lots of galleries. There's I mean it's just it's this community. Like it's just this like creative type of community. And you know, there's there's like a wholesome um a wholesome grocery store there's a farmer's market every saturday that is just incredible i've been there once so far and it's just been like it it's just such a great experience like oh yeah i love it <laughs> and what else is there um the blackwell house mm. which it was built from 1796 to 1804 it's the only building that survived during the time that roosevelt island was a privately held island um, or a privately held property mm-hmm. um it's the city's sixth oldest house wow and it's currently undergoing renovations and will serve as a community space um and kind of like you're going to be able to do like periodic tours through it and stuff and it's also going to serve as an archive for the roosevelt island historical society and coincidentally when we lived in harlem we were just a couple blocks from manhattan's oldest home which is the morris jumel mansion in washington heights where Washington, you know, once lived during the Revolutionary War. Yes. We're all about, like, going to the old, old buildings, aren't we? Old, old. And another really cool thing is, you know, this is a very... You see, it's a very kind of fitness-centric island. It really is. It really, really is. You see, I mean, there's people walking all the time. There's people running, like, and it's just, I think, because it's such a pretty place to walk, and there's places to walk that are wide enough for both people to walk in both directions, maybe even a biker. Like, and I haven't even, Shh, don't I haven't even had any really complaints about the bikers here. Like, they're very mindful of... It's it's different. It's more like suburban bikers here as opposed yeah. to city bikers here where they'll actually obey like the traffic signs. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody here just kind of like gets along. It's like we're in Pleasantville or something. <laughs> but, you know, to that end, there's there's playing fields. Like you can, there's a tennis club. There's a baseball field. There's a soccer field that, you know, has been, I saw, that's often used for rugby and stuff. And like there's always people running around and being physical. And there's also this really, really cool thing, which I remember seeing when I was a kid back in the 80s when like these calisthenic machines like started (laughs) popping up all over like parks in Pennsylvania and stuff like that there's like a free gym with these like amazingly well-kept like metal gyms that like you which they actually suck because you have to use your own body weight so I cannot lift myself (laughs) so that makes things very hard but it's behind the octagon playing field um Mm -hmm. which is you know kind of between our where our complex is and the octagon um it offers great city views and you can do these like calisthenics for free with this equipment like spinners and you can do pull-ups and dips and core workouts and uh, there's even like an elliptical there's two ellipticals two ellipticals there's some like rowing machines there is and there's like a bench that you could do like your crunches and stuff yeah and it's right behind the soccer field so i mean i see like a lot of soccer players come running down Mm-hmm. Just hit like the workout stuff, like yeah. you know, 
warming up before games and stuff and then running back out. There is always somebody on the machines, always somebody on the machine, always somebody in the fields playing, always somebody in the tennis courts. I mean, these things are open up to like after midnight. The, the yeah. floodlights are on and there are still people out there. And there's still people playing and like and, and in the morning, like when I take her like at like six in the morning, there's people playing like there's there's always somebody running and jogging and like. And just doing, like, it's just, it's amazing. And plus, you know, this river walk goes around the entire island from tip to tip. Yeah. And you can just, and like, I mean, it is just great. Yeah, and you see people running the path all the time. Because one loop around is probably, you know. Like four miles. Like four miles yeah. total you're looking at. And, uh, I mean, great workout. No hills. And which is something which we do I not miss. Love. Oh my god! Like I did love. Like Harlem was beautiful, but my god, the hills! Like, and don't even roll your eyes because you cannot even understand the size of these hills up in Harlem. Like it's yeah, ridiculous. The Harlem hills were very, very hard and difficult over the time. And I think right now even Kona's enjoying it more because. She's able to exert more energy without having to hold back, knowing like, all right, the whole walk home is uphill. Yes. So, I mean, when she feels like running, we can run. And she knows like, all right, it's flat. We can take our time heading back. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. It's and, and that brings me to our last point. Just it's a great place for dogs. And it's not like there's there's a lot of dogs here, but it's not like overwhelmingly in your face. If you have a dog like Kona, who's a little bit sensitive toward other dogs, it's very easy to just kind of like wave at the people and like cross the street everyone gets it everyone is so understanding and the people that aren't you know they're just like hey i'm gonna wait for the next elevator or i'll cross the street don't worry about it like it's 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 just a really really nice vibe here yet i have yet to go in the elevator where i have asked somebody is it okay if we ride with you where they didn't say Please do, and then molest her immediately when upon walking. I've into had the one or two people say that really? I'll wait for the next one. Really, I did, yeah, huh. because some people are, you know, some people are afraid of, like, uh, totally not just because of her, just because they're afraid of dogs. Right, totally understandable. It's just surprising because, like I said, everybody's been loving yeah. on her. Big oh yeah, time. yeah, she is just, she's the queen of the island for sure. But it's very weird. Like, I think we, I don't know if we mentioned it, but I think we might have mentioned it in the last show where you and I, when we first moved in, we were getting approached by people because, you know, the lady down the hall, like, came by, like, I guess, like, a couple of days after we moved in. And she goes, oh, hey, you got, you the new guys that are moving in here? I just wanted to introduce myself. And then the guy at the end of the hallway here, the other end, he came over the very first day we moved in and was like, Mm -hmm. hey, I want to introduce myself. I'm moving in here. Like, I never had that happen before. Like, everybody is, like, very much introducing themselves. And you and I, I think, like, the first couple of times it happened was very much like, you know, Mac Mac and Dennis Dennis moved moved to to the the suburbs. suburbs. (laughs) Where... We just like, stared with our arms crossed, just staring at them like, I ain't buying whatever it is you're selling <laughs> me right now, man. Like, But, but then you get the vibe. Take, yeah, then. I mean, it just takes like a week and then like you just breathe again and you realize like I don't have to be like so protective. Where in our building where we used to live, you know, with the fights and the arguments and the drug use above us and the woman Beatings beating up and, her yeah, daughter next door. And you know what I mean? Like. Not only did you not want to talk to them, you wanted to avoid them at all costs. At all costs, yeah. And here it's just kind of like so different. It's a different vibe, yeah. I have to pinch myself every day. All right. You do what you got to do, man. So that's our deal with home. Um, 
Do you want to talk a little bit about, I don't know, what? Really poly Rorty? Yeah. We, you want to talk oh about Oh, my God. Really poly Rorty? Oh, my God. Really? That's what you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't me this time. I know. Usually it usually it's me is who's you. lost my mind. But. It usually is you. Yeah, because I think it's a perfect segue about just how how healthy and, you know, open for exercise this place is. So Absolutely. let's do a potsy. All right. So, as Nikki has said, we are definitely pushing towards doing something a little bit more physical. Doing anything physical right now at this point in time has been a task. Right. It really, really It's been, been a rough a summer, task. as we mentioned. You know, just this, it's been really, really hot, which, you know, does take a toll on people who suffer from POTS. Yes. And especially, it's weird though. Like for me, I'm struggling more with the eyesight thing than anything else right now. Like my eyesight is just wrecked right now. And, and it's very scary. Yeah. And it's just messed up because I mean, it doesn't matter if I'm close, if I'm far away, like I could see things in focus for a second. And then once the blood either rushes to or from my head, the way it does, um, it, it's gone. I can't. I can't see for a couple of minutes. Like I gotta close my eyes. I could see the outlines of things, but right. I can't actually see. You know, like any detail on anything. So the TV just looks like a, a ball of color, like light. It's what a TV looks like. Right. Anything that's not in the light is. It doesn't exist because I can't see it. Just in general. So, you know, one of the things that I want to try to do is be a little more physical. So, you know, we do our, you know, two walks a day, like mile each. Oh, it's two miles worth of walks a day. It's not the three miles it was. But again, there's been a lot of dizziness and right, sight problems. Which is, you know, it's a blessing that we don't have to worry about those hills and right. having to go farther to take her for a decent walk because there's no green space. Exactly. I mean, it just worked out for everything. But now with the ability to work out, not only on the outdoor gym that Nikki had talked about, which we mm -hmm. did the other day. And I will say I was kind of, I don't know, I was burnt a little bit, but I feel like mentally I was in a better place the day after working out mm -hmm. for sure. Like yesterday I felt like I was just in a good place. Took yeah, it easy. your head, you, you had a really good headspace yesterday, but I could tell that you were physically just like, what the hell? <laughs> and I think that's what it's going to be for a little bit until yeah. we get used to it and get a routine going of every other day right. and just make it sure we stick to it. Because one of the things that, you know, we were told at the Mayo Clinic was that in order to help, because POTS is essentially a blood flow issue. Right. It's your blood not, you know, going, when you stand up, your blood goes down to your legs and it, it has a hard time getting back up to your brain, which is why there's blackouts and dizziness and nausea and like all of these wonderful things that come <laughs> along with that. So one of the things, you know, that was suggested and that was, was kind of ordered, which we haven't really been able to do. I mean, to a point. Was to, you know, like to help build muscle in your legs and arms to help that blood pump better i mean it's not going to be a cure but it's something that can certainly you know help aid yeah. that 
Well, I'd say, like, we definitely did a lot more walking than what the Mayo Clinic was suggesting. They were saying, like, okay, you do a mile well, yeah. of walking a day. And we would do it, you know, I was doing, well, like, yeah, three miles of walking a day because Because you dog. can't do that with a dog. Yeah, you can't do just a mile a day with a dog. Like, right. that's just so not right. Maybe not a lot of weightlifting, but definitely a lot of extra walking. Right. So you would think that... Some of it would transfer. At this point in time, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to It's time to introduce, right. Lifting. It's time to introduce, like, like, light weights and stuff. And it's going to be things that, you know, it's stuff that we're going to be able, we're going to do together so that he doesn't go to the gym by himself just in case. Um, But it's also so that we could do this together because I need to make a lot of changes with myself as well. And now that we have this, you know, wonderful amenity for ourselves yeah and not even the outside gym we also have a state of literally a state-of-the-art brand new gym that was put in our building which is also included in the price of our rent right which is just ridiculous when you think about it because like anywhere else it's like that's a cost like you pay like an hoa fee or something like that so i mean like it's just it's 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 amazing so it's like why should i not take advantage of that because i did used before we moved here i loved going to the gym like i would go to the gym at like six in the morning go home, have my breakfast, go to work. And I would be like, so just, I would be so accomplished with myself and I would be, and I was in great shape. And here it's, when you have a commute, like, you know, you're commuting, even though you're living on the island that you work, you're looking at like a two hour commute every day. So it's like, there's not time to, or the want to even go to a gym and then do this. I mean, a lot of people do it and I'm just a pussy, but you know, here we have this chance to do this together. So yeah. So that's going to be a definite thing. And you know, the other thing is, is that, Nikki's still a pain in the ass with the call the doctor, call the Mayo Clinic, call, call everybody. You're welcome. Guard. You're welcome. Call the Navy, call the Marines, call the Air Force, call it, call anybody, let them know, tell them your mom sent you, whatever. I don't know what the hell you're even talking about right now. I'm not but, even talking. But seriously, there's only so many people you can call and tell you got pots and they'll just shake their head and they're like going, uh-huh, still? Yeah, it's not going to go away. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad I called you today. But with that said, we did find a new pot specialist here in Manhattan. Actually, what? two of them. One of them that works for NYU Langone, my regular hospital and doctors that I prefer to use. Now, Amir what would you say? 10 minutes tops away from where we live? 10 get, minute boat ride of ten all minute things. 10 minute boat ride to get to my hospital and doctors from now on. Compared Ridiculous. to an hour. So that was another selling point as far as moving was to be closer to all of the health aspects of sure. what we need to be around. That POTS doctor does not take any insurance whatsoever. None. Which is bizarre as hell to me. But it's one of those diseases where... People don't know what it is, number one. And I think as more awareness comes about, more people will be like, I have those symptoms. So I don't think that anybody even really knows because it takes forever to get diagnosed because there's so many things that have to line up to say it. Right. I think once more table tilt tests come into play and stuff like that, they'll be like, wow, a lot of more people have this than what we had originally thought. But right now... These people are making bank on that, you know, because for us, think about it. We had to fly to the Mayo Clinic to find out that I had it in the middle of Minnesota. It's like not something that I was able to find out here in New York. So we have a new POTS doctor at NYU Langone. And when do you get to go see him? I don't see him at all because he don't take insurance. There's one at Columbia (laughs) who does take insurance. 
um, who I made an appointment with on Friday. And the first appointment available, November 13th, almost three months away from when I made the appointment. That's how many people are getting checked up for this particular disease right now. So it's not like, ooh, it's so rare. It's so hard to diagnose, I would right. say, is really what the situation is. Right. So, and I wonder how many people like wake up every day and they're like, oh, you know, I pass out. I don't know why. My vision is blurry. I don't know why. I'm having a hard time hearing. I don't know why. My heart races when I stand up and I get, you know, start shaking. I don't know why. Right. And, you know, you can blame it on a thousand other things. But at the end of the day, it's like all symptoms of this. But nobody knows enough about it. Like at some point it's going to come out and I have a feeling that this is either going to be like something that's way that more explodes, popular yeah. and it becomes like explodes or it's going to be, you know, something that people are just going to look at and be like, oh, and it's not a real disease yeah. and nothing is ever going to get put on it because the doctor, you know, because you need a neurologist and you need a cardiologist, you know, for a proper diagnose, proper diagnosis. And if those two doctors don't communicate with each other, you're never going to get the diagnosis anyway. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it's an uphill battle for people with POTS. Yeah. And it, it's sad because nobody really talks about it. No, but we just did. And I think that we've talked about it enough for today. What do you think? I guess that means I'm not going to be able to bring up anything after we're done with the show. <laughs> No, not that I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. And that does it for this week's show, guys and girls. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? Why is your mouth still open? I don't open? know. You know, I swear to God, that's another thing. And I think it's a symptom of the POTS as well, where my memory is just shot. Like, I have to talk so much slower now to make sure that I come, come across as coherent because my head is thinking of what I want to say, but I can't get it out as smoothly as I once was able to. Yes. You know? And you mentioned going back in the comedy today, and I was like... I can never go back in the comedy right now because I would be like Stephen Wright, who I'm not a fan of, really. <laughs> like, but I would just sound like that slow paced thing. And I want to <laughs> get the ideas as fast as they're coming into my head. Right. So anyway, if you want to get some ideas off of your head, <laughs> feel free to email us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always learn more about us and the things we like to talk about on a little website called highregardshow.com and you can keep up with us on social media as high regard show and of course you can see how much Kona is loving her new home by following her on all social outlets as the Kona persona of course again everybody thanks so much for joining in and we will catch you next week same time same bat channel huh? well, let's see what happens <laughs> <laughs> alright good night everybody Peace out, Cub Scouts. <laughs> <laughs>